0: Welcome, Dirty Peasants, to episode 77 of Wartwood Gazette, the Amphibia podcast. This week, we'll be uh, going into our half-season retrospectives, uh, starting with season 1A. I'm your host in the Vatican, and join me today. We have Impact.
1: Yo, what's good, everybody? And Nick.
2: Everybody.
0: All right, thanks, guys, for coming on. Uh... We are recording on May twentieth, twenty twenty three. News this week. Um, so I think last week, like Matt did an interview with uh, the Gamer, uh, just regarding like a year since the Amphibia finale, and uh, we'll, we'll cover that. We'll cover those news and the stuff you talked about in that near the end of the of the recording, since I think it's kind of like its own discussion, and it'll, and it'll follow well off of our Season 1 talk. But I think, aside from that, I think we can go right into our kind of general thoughts of Season 1A. So, this covers the first 10 episodes of uh, Amphibious Season 1, from uh, or Beast to uh, Prison Break. I guess... I guess we can do general, general thoughts, um, like this first half, like this first half of season one is, it it takes a little bit of time to get Anne like adjusted to, uh, Amphibia specifically Wartwood and also, uh, get close with the planners and we kind of see that happen over the first couple of episodes. Where that happens, there's like where we think that's like kind of like where we think the planners and and become like one unit can be debatable, but it does happen by the time we get to toe tax for sure. Um, yeah, but I, I guess impact. What What are your general thoughts on these first ten episodes? And I I know you kind of came into you kind of came into the show like during when season three was airing. So I don't know how much context did you know about the show before you got into it?
1: So I think, so before season one, I think I knew amphibia as like, as like something that was similar to gravity falls in a sense. Like I knew the people (laughs) made it and I knew like, Oh, this is like another Disney channel thing. Oh, that's fun. Gravity falls was like lit as fuck. Like, I mean, (laughs) <laughs> Let me watch another show. And it was like, I was like, I'm trying to find stuff on Disney+. Plus. I think I, when I think back at it now, I think the only thing I remember is Union, but I don't remember like what happened. I just remember like an image of like Sasha falling and that's really it. But it was so vague. I think I might've not even like known it was Amphibia, if that makes sense. Like it was a, such a, a long time back. So I I wasn't really, like, I wasn't keeping up with the show or anything, and again, just trying to, like, get, find something fun to watch on Disney+. Plus. So yeah, I didn't really know, like, too much context of, like, who Anne was, who Hop-Hop was, who any of the planters are, any of the characters. So it was kind of coming in fresh, which, again, was cool because, like, you know, all the bigger scenes and the finales, like, even with and even though I kind of knew, but, like, not really. You know what I mean? So, like, Like, I saw a clip on YouTube, I think, but that was, again, a long time back. So, like, I wasn't really, I didn't know the context of the situation, so. But, yeah, I I didn't have a lot of context before that point. So, when coming into the show, I'm kind of coming, like, open arms. Like, all right, let's see what Amphibia is about. And, like, I think season one is kind of, like, I I feel like with season one, I don't really appreciate it till I rewatch it. I feel like I'm like I like Anne and I like these characters, but I didn't feel like I was like super in depth into them until like I did my own rewatch of it, which I you know I've explained before. So like I think now when I when I think about one A, I start to really enjoy it. There's a lot of really strong like establishment of Anne's own insecurities and flaws and episodes like Best Friends. For example, we kind of establish Anne doesn't really have a high viewpoint of herself. She kind of considers her own self worth to be determined by other people. She doesn't really know who she is or her own value as a person. So, like, and we're seeing how influential the friendship is to Anne's own kind of mindset of herself, which is going to be important because, like, Sprig is going to be that fun counterpart to that relationship and that ability for Anne to recognize, oh shit, Sasha and Marcy. The relationship, you know, that kind of sucks, high-key, you know? So, with Marcy, it's a little bit more complicated, but still, there's a lot of problems there as well. So, like, I think I really appreciate it for that, and you see how, like, Anne's own, like, self-worth being determined by others thing kind of comes back in episodes, like, was it Contagious Anne? Is that how I say it? Like, the the pimple one. (laughs) So, I think think that was great, Oh fuck! Oops, <laughs> my bad. I, f- I feel like because they're both episodes that have to do with something with Anne being like sick or somewhat. So I think I, I yeah mixed them up. But still, like Breakout Star is a great example of that. Which I don't think that's one B. I'm I'm pretty sure. No, you're right. right. One one Break,
0: Breakout Star is
1: episode five. Oh okay. I don't know why I'm blanking out. But, Like. like I guess in the same way, like, 1A and 1B. I feel like when I think of season 1, I think of season 1. You know, I don't think, like, 1A, 1B with with this season particularly. And I think that's because, in a way, it feels more like a whole thing. I feel like with, seasons, with season 2, like, it still feels like a whole thing. But, like, there's definitely a divide. You know what I mean? And Dink season 3 is, like, the clear, most obvious, like, yeah, this is, a, this is 3A, this is 3B. You know what I mean? You you know what people are talking about. Um, so, but, yeah, like, you get to see a lot of that fun characterization, her kind of bonding with the planters and getting to know them better. And there's more I will say about that, but, like, I really like 1A and how it establishes Anne's arc as a character. Pop hop is the best character in this, in this whole season, like, <laughs> easily. So, and I really like Sprig and Polly is kind of not bad in this season but she gets better in later parts of the show. This is like might be my favorite season for her. I don't know, I got to think about that. And I'll, I'll talk about other characters later I really like, but yeah, I really like one. It was it was a fun time and a good introduction to these characters. So yeah.
0: All right, thank you Impact. And yeah, there's a couple of points I want to get back to, but like I I want to get Nick's thoughts first before before I get into them.
2: Mm-hmm. So like Nick, oh yeah I mean I'm um oh yeah I, sorry go ahead <laughs> yeah sorry about that yeah no I mean I'm definitely just there for the impact I mean like yeah I think like one A is just really really strong to me I think it, it it just yeah because it really is just about sort of setting up all these characters showing off who they are um giving us just some fun adventures with them just sort of like giving us samples of the kind of stories they want to tell of each character right like I think like. Yeah, it, it's all really solid. I don't think there's like a single dud. Like I was even um before we did this, I was even rewatching some old episodes just to like you know, like just, just to help me with my thoughts here and like, yeah, I don't know. It's always like every time I look back at this season, it always just felt like a very tight introduction to the show because it just felt like they had a very solid, clear ideas for for what they wanted to do with just each episode, honest to God. Like, because I think um yeah, you just go from like Anne or Beast and Best Fronds, which is just like, yeah, a setup for Spriggan and Anne's um friendship. And then King Crazy, Flood, Sweat and Tears, Hopluck, Stakeout, like that's just and slowly getting used to living in the planter family house, right? Like that's just like there's just like I think there's like a very I wanna say there's like a super because this come on this is like a very episodic show. So I can't go there's like, oh, I can't just say, like, yeah, there's a very clear, consistent, consistent direction. I do think like, yeah, if you just yeah we just sort of break it down just look at it from like the writer's perspective yeah you can definitely just see they had very clear intentions uh for all these episodes and yeah i, I don't know man this it's a really strong opener to the show just like looking back because it's like Phoebe had a very Phoebe had a goal and i think they definitely just hit it with 1a all
0: right thank you nick and uh yeah, like I think these first, a lot of what Impact said, like I'm kind of using, I'm kind of like piggybacking off that. It's like <laughs> a lot of these episodes, I think, were very consistent. I think, I don't want to get too much into it, but I think 1A felt more, cons- like all around more consistent than 1B. But I think 1B just had like those like higher highs. Yeah. But
2: oh, yeah, those bangers. Those yeah. Bangers. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think it's like, how do you, I feel like it's just, because I feel like every time, I don't know, because this is just like my own experience or ride, but this is just my own theory. But I feel like, I feel like every time, you, I don't know, like when you eventually get to the point of an idea where like the stories just start flowing out, I feel like, no, I was going to say like all the good ideas come first. So no, no, no. But it's more like, I feel like all the, all the, Ideas that are just strung together really nicely. I feel like those come out because I just feel like there's just like this sort of like consistency to these episodes. Like they just because if here it's it's all just about setup. And I feel like in one B, it's it's just ah, damn. I'm like every time like like the, the immediate word that comes to mind. I'm like damn, is that too rude? No, I think I, I really like. I still really I really like one B. I think it's just like. I feel like you have... I feel like there's a reason why we have, like, episodes like Croak and Punishment in 1B. You know It's just... We're that sort of middle ground and we're, like, we're not... And we're kind of just waiting. We're in that sort of... Because, like, a lot of the development happened in 1A and by the time in 1B, it's just sort of, like, sort of, like, the aftermath in a way and we're kind of just waiting for Sasha to get there in a way. Like, in a way. Let's not get
0: too wait. much into 1B, but, like, 1A, uh, yeah, I, was, I think... I was... Yeah, 1A definitely has, my like... My bad, my bad. <laughs> it's okay. Like, it has a lot better, Loving like, it. progression where... Like... I think in the background, like, this is this is kind of unrelated, but I think in the background you can see Anne's bed sort of, like, forming into an actual bed. Oh,
1: oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think, yeah, I think right. one of our friends... I heard her post about it. One
0: of our friends, I think, yeah. Orb, pointed that out, like... I think the same thing happened, too, with Owl House, where it's, like, when Luz first came yeah. in, it's, like, the floor, and then, like, it slowly builds over time in the background, which is, like credit to the background artist for 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 doing that.
1: Yeah. That's a great detail. I think like I I definitely agree there. I don't want to go too much into 1B, but like I do feel like 1A felt like I would agree it feels more consistent. I feel like we're I feel like 1A feels like not like plot-wise we're moving forward bit by bit, but like character-wise we're getting more about and we're getting more about Hop Hop we're getting more about we're getting more about everyone, really. Yeah. I did feel like one B can sometimes like we're we sometimes vibing <laughs> a little bit in one <laughs> B. I <mean>, yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. I want I want to go to the old thing. I'll, I'll talk about it next time. Yeah, yeah. We'll, I did we'll think one A was, yeah. was 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 more consistent. The, especially one of the more I think about it as being two split things. So
2: yeah, it just felt like yeah. I think one A. I think yeah. One, a huge benefit for one A. It just like this is the beginning of the series. They have like you can tell the crew has like a bunch of like very clear ideas they want to do with this group, which is obviously yeah introduce them have them go on adventures together show off and set up her arc um you know just just have Anne give Sprig chances for adventure like a lot of that informs this first half and i think that's just yeah why yeah why funny yeah funny enough, looking back yeah there's like a just a, it's funny because yeah this is a very episodic series right but you can still tell like there's like a solid sense of direction and like I feel like yeah you really only start appreciating that when you just like have everything basically complete for you right like you know you just know what this series is going for.
0: Yeah. Yeah and even in these first couple of episodes it's like episode one had like Ann Spurg adventures. Then episode two you had Polly thrown into the mix. And then uh, episode three—that's when Hop hop became kind of involved in both episodes. And then, yeah. like I think episode four, episode four was again like I think a f- like a family adventure for the for the Taking Charge episode. Um, and then like episode five, five and six, like that those both kind of involved the town, and then. So there, there is, like, a bit of a progression. Like I think even we the first couple of episodes, we kind of start on the... Most of the episode takes place, like, at the Planner home, or the Planner, like... Yeah, the Planner farm. Uh,
1: oh, that's a good point. I didn't think of... I didn't realize that. But yeah, that's true. They all take place in the farm. I think we start expanding by the time we get to, like and Def Auto and, and Breakout Star. I don't remember a, a episode happening in the town before that, right?
0: Well, we we do have a couple episodes in between like where they kind of go on an adventure. But they they don't Oh, right. But they, they don't feature the, like the town itself. They kind of like
2: Yeah. It's like a quick scene like I know oh, yeah. Like uh, some somewhere yeah,
0: in summer sure. some in like the valley or in the swamp. But I'm just looking when do we actually see
2: like the whole town, like I, mean, I, I guess you could say, Cain. Kane... I don't know. Because like, do you mean just like an actual episode that, like, like the like the town's like a general setting for the episode? Like, do you mean that?
0: Yeah, I I meant like that. Like that doesn't really happen oh, okay, okay, until until yeah. Breakout Star, I think.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah we think, we yeah, see the town and so we yeah. see the town in episode one, but like we're like our characters are like like Anne's not in the town like participating, but we do meet yeah. like we do meet Lago and chain (laughs) crazy though so like we're we're slowly getting to know more of the town through like through logo mrs croaker or like yeah so or even like um with toadstool and stuff and, and hopluck so like we're getting a good idea of how the town works which is i do think that like i don't know like i i do think we're getting a good idea of how The town works, but this is mostly about Anne's relationship with the planters and just kind of going from there. So,
2: yeah, it's also like a real pastoral feel to like this. The first half I noticed too, man. Like, it's like, yeah, this, yeah, this, it really just does focus on like what it it can pull out these four characters being together. It's like, yeah, uh, I don't know, just like a lot of episodes just sort of open up with them just fooling around and having fun. Like, I still like. Man, I don't know. There's just that one scene where, like, yeah, I think, um, Polly Sprig and Anne are just playing out in the field, right? And like, I think, think that's, I think that might have been. No, I I know it's the episode where Anne's showing off Domino on her phone, but I know for a fact that's not the Domino effect. Because I always like, I always trip myself up, think that's, think it is that.
1: It's, it's it's i think you're thinking I of think
2: hop that, luck right? yeah hop luck yeah yeah i think it's hop.
1: yeah yeah, yeah because right
2: in the middle of that scene she smells something that's yeah, hop luck. yeah yeah it's just such a sweet opener because it's just yeah like it these first few episodes it really was just about you know convince just making um their relationship together just feel convincing to the audience i'm like yeah i think like i don't know it, it, it's like a, i do not i think i talked about this before but like just When things really felt fresh, when it was really just like, at that point, less about episodic adventures, more like okay, there's that sort of depth of like the idea of them, the idea of like these, with this outsider getting to know this family in the first three episodes. Yeah, it really, it really gave the series like a different feel. And I do think. um...
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, go ahead. Impact.
1: Oh no, I wasn't gonna say anything. You go though.
0: Oh, I was just gonna say like I like how. Sprig and, and Sprig versus Hop Pop kind of stood out for to me because like the first couple of episodes were like always focused on Anne. Yeah, I know. Okay, maybe taking charge was more of like a like a cast episode, like a like a whole cast episode, but uh, Sprig versus Hop Pop was kind of like because it kind of focused more on, like, Sprig and Hop-Pop instead of Anne, and, like, I thought that was, like, an interesting episode. And then when we got to girl time, it's, like, it kind of, like, completed Anne having an episode with each of the planners and bonding with them.
1: Yeah, and I think, like, with with Sprig versus Hop-Pop, too, like, eventually we're gonna expand on that more with, like, it's not like Sprig is is fighting against Hop-Pop, but we, we get stuff with, like, Fiddle Me This and Rubhog Hog Day and stuff too where, like, we're going to expand, like, Sprig's relationship with Hop Hop a bit more, which I really like. Because I think, like, I like that season one really wanted to give, make the family feel whole. You know what I mean? We're kind of getting a good idea of all the dynamics between each of the family members pretty well. I think with Polly, it, I think Anne and Polly have a fun dynamic, but I do think, like, there's one thing I, I wish we got more was, like, more of Polly and Hot Pops dynamic yeah. a bit more and like Polly and Sprig will will get that a little bit more in well no we get this in in this season as well um with the i forget this with the shipping episode Civil off, War my head yeah there we go so but like i i do like i do think that i don't know i do wish Hot Pop and Polly's relationship was explored a little more but yeah you're you're totally right and i think like the word what's the word like yeah that's it i just agree.
0: <laughs> but yeah i do agree like like having an episode for hop hop and Polly was always kind of like my biggest kind of like like the the first thing on my like wish list every time we get like new episodes like oh like because like that's the yeah. only dynamic where it wasn't really like a focus the closest yeah. thing we got was like, um, "Return to Wartwood," and that that really wasn't them in the focus. I was just them kind of like being like the cause of the the episode, but the
1: situation, yeah,
0: the situation, and like,
3: yeah, yeah. I, 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 was I think with,
0: like I, season one would have been a good place to do it because like, like they kind of like. I was gonna talk about Night at the End, but that's kind of like 1B, so I'm not gonna to go yeah, too much into it. But uh <laughs> But yeah, I think the Polly and hop hop dynamic have been I wish it had the same. Exploded. I wish it yeah, I wish it got the same treatment as the Sprig and Hop Hop dynamic. Cause like Sprig versus yeah. Hop Hop kind of like shows like it's kind of like an interesting reminder that like Sprig is kind of like the he he's the oldest child so Hop Pops kind of like more like tough on harder him harder on him yeah yeah
1: and then like it's it's interesting though cuz like oh sorry to cut you off no, no, I just want to say like I I think I think it's interesting that like you say that with like Sprig being the oldest kid but like Anne is eventually she's slowly but surely taking the big sister role you know what I mean and I think I think it's interesting because like obviously Anne isn't like part of the family as soon as she comes in, right? It takes time. And I like, Anne and Hot Pop's dynamic is interesting because they kind of have the most conflict out of like everyone in the Planter family. You know what I mean? So like, it's interesting in a way that Hot Pop and Anne have like the hardest time getting to like like each other. They have problems with like and Kane crazy and like Stakeout and Sprig is on this whole thing of trying to force this relationship to work <laughs> which is really funny stick out's f- fucking hilarious i love that episode but like yeah it's it's interesting where like where ann and hot pop become like kind of the main focus for i wouldn't well, not main focus but definitely are, like one of the most important dynamics because we're gonna get to you know the terrain and stuff and first temple so we need to establish that like ann and hot pop are like they're a tough sell but eventually they're starting to really get to like each other more and then we're gonna like destroy it a little bit <laughs> in after the rain and first temple but then that's gonna you know play a bigger factor in the Anne's arc overall in the show but, like i find it interesting that the show like ann and spriggs relationship of course is like the key the key relationship in the show you know mm-hmm. what i mean it's the key thing holding the show together it's it's this the most important relationship where like everything else is a center orbits around it. But like Ann and Hot Pop's relationship is also almost just as important in a way, but like it also has the most conflict, you know? So I always found that interesting how like, again, we have to build it up, break it, then build it again with Ann and Hot Pop. With Sprig, it's like Ann and Sprig, it's like a consistent, like, the only time where like like they have conflict here, which is fun. Flood, sweat, and tears was was great, and I think that's one of the reasons why I like that episode a lot. But like, I felt like with with Anne and Sprig, it's more consistently they're in a good relationship, and then like by the end of the show, we just like we split them up, <laughs> you know. So, but yeah, I don't. I always find that interesting how like we have to build up Anne's relationship with Hop, but then break it, then build it again. So always like that about their dynamic.
2: Yeah, I never I never realized that. Wow. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, dude. So. I do think
0: after, yeah, after like, yeah, 1A has all the uh the conflict with Anne and Hop-Up and then I think 1B, they kind of like
2: They chillin'.
0: Yeah, 1B, they chill a lot more with that and then like Ann is kind of like more comfortable in her role as like as like a member of the family and uh but 1A kind of, like, is the one that gives us all of the... all of the struggle. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, that, and, yeah, yeah honestly, yeah. Because, yeah, there really is... Shit, man. Anne was, Anne was, you know, she, yeah, she was a lazy brat sometimes. But, yeah, there's, like, a lot of that interfamily. family uh, Honestly, yeah, there's a lot of that interfamily conflict that happens with, like, Anne being the new girl, right? Just, like... Because, yeah, I think Anne really tosses things up. Like, she pushes everyone are pretty much out of their comfort zone and just, yeah, yeah pretty much How I mean, that yeah, she gets challenged too, so yeah, yeah, it is, yeah, honestly, yeah, you're 100% right about that. I think that, yeah, it definitely puts things into perspective, yeah, because I think, um, yeah, shit, <laughs> that's, like, that's like a new thought, but yeah, you're right, you're right.
1: I think, like, Kane crazy is definitely, like, the point where Anne is, like, shaking up, like, the family the most, because she doesn't really understand, like, what's the word, like, she's not really respecting Hop-Hop's authority that much, and then she breaks the cane, and she thinks she's gonna leave, Like Hop-Hop's gonna kick her out, and then, I don't know, that was definitely the point, I feel like Anne shakes up the family the most, so now they have to go on this whole adventure for the cane, but then Anne is recognizing, like, Hop-Hop's not gonna kick her out, but, like, Anne still needs to kind of brush up, and, like, be responsible, so, like, it's the point where, like, the Anne's relationship with the Planters is changing her for the better and making her rethink her own mindset. But also, like, I think Hot Pop is also kind of, like, to an extent, not learning to be less harsh, but, like, their relationship is becoming a bit more understood to us as an audience. Because I think, like, once we do, like, Best Fronds and um, Flood, Sweat, and Tears, it's all Anne's break right? It's, it's all about their friendship. It's all about them bonding with each other and how that friendship is going to be a huge contrast to, like, Sasha and Marcy, right, once we get to them. But, like, with the entire family dynamic, I think Kane Crazy is the one to really shake it up and make us understand, okay, like, what is Anne's part of the family? And then we're going to explore that with, like, Girl Time and, like, um, with Stakeout and stuff, with Hot Pop Girl Time, with Polly and kind of go from there, so, yeah.
0: i trying to see, like... Lilypad Thai... Oh wait, Family Shrub is part of, okay, is part of 1A, okay. Yeah. Um. Family, like, hop Hop like, here kind of, like, spells it out for Anne, but it's like, oh. I, I know we all, I think, I know Nick and I, we had different, like, interpretations where Anne kind of sees herself as part of the family. But, uh, for, for me, it was Anne versus Wild, and then I think for Nick, it was Breakout Star. But then Family Shrub is when, like, the episode kind of, like, when the show kind of tells you that Anne is part of the family. When yeah. they do the whole, like... yeah. What, what was her name like ella then emma the newt
1: yeah it was like oh exactly like <laughs> yeah Anne, I, but like a new, yeah, a new yeah, son it, of Anne, Like,
2: yeah i'm like it's always like was that a, i'm always thinking was that like a disney mandated thing like did they think kids like did they do we really need to give her a, like like did they really need the same fro that at am like did she need that afro i'm like
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, the newt and she had the afro too
1: like it's
2: like it's like okay <laughs> it's like damn I, I don't know i don't know
1: wouldn't i wouldn't say it's like a disney thing i just i just think that they were like trying to emphasize yeah the idea <laughs> you know what i mean but like i know it's interesting that like because i always because thumb i agree with you that i always thought it was Ann versus wild hey that <laughs> was oh that was the point where Anne and like becomes a true part of the family, because, like, Anne wants to be, you know what I mean? In that episode, like, she she doesn't feel like she is because the planters didn't invite her to to camp and whatnot, and she's trying to prove that she is. She really wants to have some sort of identity with them. So I, I would agree it is Anne versus Wild for it.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, no, listen, yeah, I'll definitely agree there. I think with Breakout Star... I think with that episode, I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't trying to say like that's where she becomes a member of the family. I think it's more like that's when she's like, okay, actually, the planters they're really freaking great, and maybe I should stop screwing them over. Like that, that's that's sort of what's <laughs> my thought, at least. Like she was just like, okay, you know, these guys aren't happy. They're actually pretty cool, and then that just slowly developed into what it was in Anne versus Wild.
1: That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I think. I think like. You could argue that it's just both of them. <laughs> to be yeah. honest, like it's just, it's just a combo. Like, yeah. And like- she never directly says she is a planter, right? But like, you just sort of know. You yeah, know you what I know. mean? Like, you just know. Like, there doesn't have to be like a whole thing where Anne goes like, "I'm like," she says like, "I'm a planter." Like, you don't, you don't need that. Like, we know. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, just no, like hundred.
2: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, because that's like, yeah, I don't know that that that's. I guess it's like a very that's like a very specific thing. I like found family stories where it's just like you don't need to announce it, man. It's just something. It's just, you just feel it out. And like I think because it would just be so like it's not reflective of life where you can't just have an episode where it's like now we just and I'm it would, it would just be so it would just be so weird for like an episode just to be about a character declaring that I'm a family. That I'm, I, you know, you, know what I mean? you guys are lying. So, so you mean, it, it, you it mean spring right and Thai
0: feud. <laughs> No, <laughs> no well, hold on. Like, it's a little nah, different. No, nah,
2: like, hold on. Hold on. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, nah, no, no, hold on. Nah, oh, oh, nah. No. Oh, no, 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 That's different. That's different. That's <laughs> different.
0: I know. Um, but, like, okay, speaking of Ty, it's like Lilypad li- li- Ty. That is.
1: That's a banger.
0: Like, that I know size. this episode gets a lot of attention, but it's worth it, it deserves it. And I, I love this episode so much. Yes. Like, I think, even even if we didn't talk about like you know, the episode kind of like showcasing Anne's like Thai culture and whatever, and and how it's important to her, it's just a really strong episode in general. Just like her helping Stumpy out and just trying to get the trying to get his diner to like. like what was it get like a good review from like the critic from duckweed like yeah and it's just I think this was the first episode where she kind of like this was the first episode of her like kind of like interacting with like a townie
1: like like full time you mean like that's a full for like most of the episode, episode it was
0: like her like it's about her and Stumpy
1: yeah because, like, like we, we definitely get some stuff with, like, with Loggle and Croker, but, yeah, this is definitely the point where, like, this is a full-on and Stumpy episode. There's no, like, we're not swapping between. It's really about their dynamic. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, and it was, like, such a nice change, and then... And I think Matt said something about, like, oh, when you, like... When you, like, kind of, like, go outside of your, like, comfort zone, you meet new people or whatever, you kind of, like, learn more about yourself. And, like, that kind of happened with, like... Obviously, it happened when Anne came to Amphibia. But then, like, even in Amphibia, like, once she started interacting with Stumpy instead of the planners, like, this is when we got to, like, learn more about her. And I just thought that was, like, really nice, and,
1: and Yeah, because it's definitely a point where Anne gets to aside cutting off them, I, I just wanted to say, like, because I think this is a point where Anne, like, what's the word, like, Because I think Anne's, like, Thai culture and her own ethnicity, like, was something I don't remember Anne talking about too much. But you can tell how much she loves it, yo. (laughs) She loves this part of herself. She loves her own culture about it. And I think, like, what's the word? Like, I think it's one of my favorite things because, like, Anne, Anne, I feel like, to a certain degree, has shown off stuff to the planters about Earth and whatever. But this is something specifically about her that she loves. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's great. You can tell how much passion she has in, in showing off her own culture. And like, I don't know. It, I always really like that Anne has this part of herself that she like undoubtedly knows this is like a part of who she is. is something that she loves about herself and that she loves sharing. I think I love that because in this, the conflict in this episode doesn't really come out of a Anne having like, a super selfish desire. I guess you could say it is, maybe, but like I, I didn't I never got that vibe. Like felt like Anne generally just saw someone who was like mis being mistreated, saw that was bullshit, and then did the right thing. You know what I mean? And like she meant like I guess you could say she went too far with it with like the kraken and whatever. Like that's true, but like her motivations were like in the right place, you know. And I feel like that's kind of a whole thing one A is doing, where like Anne first starts off as selfish kind of a jerk but like and she still is like that point you know even after this episode or episode she helps people but you see her like following her heart a little more and like doing the morally right thing by helping the planters out get their food and whatnot and like trying to um with here with Stumpy trying to stop duckweed from being a jerk you know like that's that's great stuff where you have Anne like stick to her guns and knows knows what the right thing to do is and then does it. And then when we get to Toad Tax, like, that's the big point. So, I don't know. I love this episode a lot. But, yeah, that's it.
0: And, like, usually when Anne kind of brings something up from Earth, like, it's usually something kind of surface level or it's something that's, that sort of, like, blows up in her face, like, the stuff with the pizza that kind of leads them to get them getting eaten. And then you have, like, her bringing up Domino 2, and that leads to them, like, them almost getting eaten. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And then, like, like, taking charge, it's like the the Suspicion Island show, like, they get all paranoid of one another, so it's like, the stuff Anne was kind of, like, bringing in, from, from Earth to Amphibia was kind of, like, having a negative effect on the episode. For, for like, the conflict of the episode itself. But then, like, in, in Lily Pad Thai, that, this kind of, like, it works out. I, I know the Kraken thing happens, but it doesn't, it's not really related to, like... It's not, like, something, like... How do you describe it? surface level?
1: Hmm. Like, like no, what I'm
0: do you mean? Because it's like, Look at it, yeah, it's like, for example, something like Girl Time, where it's like, Anne is trying to like, force on her own experiences onto Polly. But then like, in Lily Pad Thai, the Kraken isn't really related to Thai culture. It's just her wanting to do like, is this her just trying to like, Make a good meal. It kind of just backfires, but
1: yeah, like it's not Anne going too far with expressing her culture, which would be like yeah, you know, I wouldn't want that to be like the ah. message of an episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like it was, it was more, it was more like she was like, all right, I got to impress this cri- big critic. Let's do the whole Kraken thing, and then like that didn't work out. But I, don't, I don't, yeah, because like, the episode yeah. isn't like. I felt like Anne's heart is like in the right place, you know what I mean. I feel like she's doing all the right things. So maybe like make a different food. They kind of they kind of fucked up like bringing a, a live kraken into the thing, you know.
2: Yeah, because yeah, because honestly, Anne didn't even okay. Besides the kraken thing, it's like I was like yeah, honestly, yeah. Anne didn't even do anything wrong in episode. Like she literally stood up for a guy getting thoroughly insulted, and then helped revive his dying food business. Like he he she yeah. saved the day, man. She saved the <laughs> day, and I think like. Yeah, I'm like oh sorry, go ahead them,
0: Oh, I was just gonna say, like in the other episodes, it's like Anne kind of like pulls the other planners along. Like and she kind of has to drag them. Here oh, in Lily yeah. Pad yeah. she's kinda of, like she kinda of does the work on her own. And then that kind of yeah. and that's and what Stumpy that's what in. wins Stumpy over, and he's that's when he starts like getting motivated.
1: Yeah, yeah. I love that, because like this is like I feel like for Stumpy, this like I I, I love the fact that Stumpy gets a little bit less cynical throughout the episode, too. He has, like, a little bit of hope, you know, because Anne is really trying her damnness to make this work. And Stumpy's like, hold on, let me, like, help out a little bit. And then it becomes, like, this permanent change for, like, for Wartwood as a whole. Like, Anne's whole, like, change of the restaurant, like, doesn't doesn't ever change, you know. Like, even by season three, by, like, when we get to the, the epilogue and stuff. Yeah, it's still there. It's still there. It's still that permanent part of of Stumpy's life and like what Anne added to what word, that's going to be there forever. Love that shit. Like, so good.
2: Yeah, like honestly. Yeah, it really. Yeah, are we allowed to talk more about that? Because that was like technically the ending, but 3D. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was just going to say, yeah, that's just like. Yeah, I think that's, just, again, I think that's just, yeah, one of the things that just made the ending so effective, because I know, I, because I know, like, the whole message of, like, even so we're apart, you know, our love is still going to be there, but I feel like that's said so many times, but it's, like, where is it, bro? Like, where is the physically? Like, can I see this love? Like, is it actually so good? <laughs> but in 50, it's like, no, but in 50, it's, it's, like, all round. It's all round. Like, it's just, it's so present. It's so cooked into, like, everything that's a little that you can just see it like it, it's it's real nice and i think like yeah yeah and i think like yeah it really is yeah i mean it really is i don't know i don't love these episodes they're just, they're just definitely i think it's definitely just motivated by the idea of like um Anne's background you know coming into conflict with like amphibia, right like all those episodes circle around that in some way but i think like I don't know what what makes episodes like these stand out. I think it's just it. I don't, how, like, how, how do I word this perfectly? I know I'm trying to think, but I think like yeah, I don't know, man. I think it's just. I mean, there's always. I think there's sort of. I don't know. I guess you can say they just, they just went with something different here. Like it was just. I, I know, think, like this is. This is a sh- oh, go ahead.
1: I was gonna say like I think it's like, I think compared to like. The, all the other stuff Anne brings in, Anne is trying to like, Anne is trying to change Amphibia in a way that would like feel more, not Amphibia, but like, it feels like Anne is trying to bring things from the past to make them feel like home again, instead of like embracing Amphibia for what it is. And you kind of see that through like, and Anne is slowly starting to actually enjoy Amphibia as a place overall. You know what I mean? Like, she's liking the food there. She's like, she's liking, like, the, the bug jerky or whatever and, like, all the all the bug food Hop-Hop <laughs> is making or just in general in the place. So, like, that's, like, a fun, like, showing it. Like, Anne's actually getting used to it and really enjoying it. But in these first episodes, I think Anne is trying to, like, bring back the past. You know what I mean? She's trying to, like, change her time in the to be more similar to Earth. But in reality, like, amphibia is a very different place, so that can't really work. But like with Lily Pad Thai, I think it's a bit different because Anne is not trying to bring back the past. She's just like using her past in like a healthy way, if that makes sense. Like she's not trying to change amphibia in a way that like or not. She's not trying to change her time with the Planters to be more similar to her time on Earth. She's more like using um, what's the word, like, it feels like she's not trying to just change Stumpy's restaurant for, like, a bad motivation or a selfish motivation, if that makes sense. It feels like it's coming out of, like, a good place of actively wanting to create good change for Stumpy, but before, like, it felt like Anne wasn't really trying to, like, Anne was trying to bring back the past for time on Earth, but not in a way where she was, like, embracing amphibia for what it is and actually starting to love it and enjoy it for what it is if that makes sense
2: no yeah no that that is like a very apt like breakdown of series man Yeah, and i think you're i think 100 right on that yeah i think that's yeah i think like yeah i think honestly i think that yeah that's really what just makes this episode stand out compared to all the other ones it's that surrounds it like it's it really is just her trying to like the only reason that's right like just like just just do something that's right. And I think like I'm mean, I, th- I was like I it was weird. I was like trying to like I was trying to like look for some kind of like deeper meaning. But no, I think, like, I, think the the- <laughs> I was like trying to mind for something. But I think no, I think he found. I think he found it, man. Just the idea of her finally. And because yeah, I think obviously yeah. Like like she brought in her she brought in her culture here to help reinvent the restaurant. But like it, it wasn't. It was also just about. You know, helping someone in need like that was like another huge motivation for her.
1: Yeah, and I think like this is like really important too because Anne is starting to kind of learn again. Like, amphibia lab also aware. And is trying to like is starting to love amphibia for what it is and starting to actually enjoy her time in it more. That like, I feel like this this is a key thing too of like because this will play a part. You know, in the finale when we get to like Anne chooses to save to sacrifice her life for Amphibia because we have this time throughout season one with with, her, with the Planters and Stumpy and the other townies that we're gonna deal to a little later, that like, and again, Anne is starting to love Amphibia for what it is. She's not trying to change Amphibia um, to kind of like keep herself in her comfort zone. You know what I mean? And again, that love Amphibia is gonna play a big thing when she has to stop Sasha when she meets Marcy again, right? Or, again, with during the sacrifice. So, like, this is, like, a... This is a big thing, like, <laughs> for Anne's whole arc. If this doesn't work, like, like if you don't know what's going on here, like, you're gonna be fucked for, like, <laughs> two or three. <laughs> 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 like, like, honestly.
3: Yeah. And, uh,
0: I guess before we get into, like, toe tax. Prison break talk. Amber's uh Ambers is wild, that's that's peak.
2: versus wild.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. I we're not gonna talk about it too much because I've 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 said enough about it, but like <laughs> like everything comes back to Ambers is wild. Like just rewatching this episode is just Like I know like watching what rewatching 1A in general is like was super satisfying the first time. But, like, Everest is wild. That's, like. Like, every little thing. It's, like. And, like. Like, like the small details about. Like just that one final shot. Of, like, hop hop looking at the book. And it's, like, kind of, like, reusing the same kind of, like. Shot. From, like, uh From Best Franz. When he's, like, sleeping at his study. It's, like. it drives me nuts <laughs>
1: like in fact <laughs> yeah, i don't yeah, know if I'm i like... if
0: i explained it to you but like um the shot where like it shows hop hops back in in best friends where he's like where they find out he's sleeping
1: with his eyes open
0: yeah like before that you just get you see him at- sitting at his desk and that ki- that same kind of shot is kind of recreated in, at the end of vs. wild that night when he's looking through the books Shit, I, I didn't know that and <laughs> i don't know if it was inten- cool. i don't know if it was intentional or not but the fact that it's there it just drives me insane because it's like <laughs> it's like because yeah. oh like episode episode one hop hops just like sleeping during the day and then vs Wild, like it's like late at night he's like up awake like going through all of his books it's just
1: Yeah, I think, like, one thing I will add with, like, Anne versus Wild is, like, I've seen, like, and honestly, I kind of agree with this opinion, too, like, when, like, on rewatch, I was like, ah, that's bullshit, but, like, on first watch, I was kind of, like, I was kind of, like, I've heard a lot of people say, like, oh, Anne just randomly, like, shows the music box to them, and I'm like, wait, no, that's Cap. That's not true. Like, it's it's clearly, like, set up to, like, Anne is getting more comfortable with the family than she feels like she really is a part of the family. So she trusts them about the music box. That's, like, that's clearly the case. But, like, I've seen, like, some takes where it's, like, oh, she just randomly shows it. Like, one random episode. I'm like, nah, that's, that's bullshit. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. Cause then we'll like eventually get where like Anne will trust Hop Hop enough and like Bizarre Bizarre to like actually get trust the box, but then that causes all kinds of bullcrap later, and then yada yada. But I don't know. Always find that interesting.
2: Yeah, especially yeah, I was...
0: like so emotionally, thematically, narratively, uh, <laughs> indubitably.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <into you. laughs> oh, this man this man this man yeah i mean i was i was i was just gonna agree with him. I, I i don't know it's always wild to me just looking back and just seeing how many it's just weird because i guess it's like both and versus wild and like um what just get. how i was getting the episode name and uh oh they have the aquarium which are just these like pivotal episodes to the series that just set up everything like it it is always crazy crazy for me to go back to ever versus wild and remember that ann wasn't even going to stay from stay with him for that long like the original plan was just to have the valley file and then like kick her out like literally just kick her out like Uh, uh, Like, like, that was the plan was never yeah the plan was never for her to become a to become a family member she was just living there she was living there and taking doing some chores like she was like she was supposed to be out like three months but like no no Instead, said like no and said yeah they developed this relationship that none of them ever expected and like I don't know it just blossomed into the rest of the series and I think it's just like and I think that that amount of change like I, I always it's like this really was a whole journey or, or an adventure being mapped out because like, Jesus man it's just when i just open up a random season one episode i'm thinking about how radically different things are by like 3a i'm like i'm like my god like it just yeah. so really changed as it went along like and i guess it's you know i don't i don't know i don't know why i don't know why in some ways it does feel i guess that's something we can go on to when we get to the article but i oh man i do feel like and sometimes i just wonder is it why does it feel like those details are kind of easy to miss in season one I guess it's because it's like I think overall I don't know maybe I think like just there's just like a greater episodic feel about it compared to the other seasons or something yeah like I think it's it's like I feel like the arguments the arguments for like you know just there being consistent in development like they're easy to make but it's like I don't know at the same time I feel like I'll, I think they're easier to make but they're a little harder to bring up compared to season two and season three and i think that's just i think it's just i mean again it's in the article right? And there's like a very specific thing that like i feel like you know what i'm talking about I, in fact i don't know if you read the article but like it's it's in the article it's in the, there's like a very specific quote that like i guess we'll get into later on but like i'll just come back to this
1: point okay i feel like like i was uh, wanted to add a little bit to it i think one thing I will say, I think one of the reasons why I, a lot of people, including myself, when I first watched the season of like not catching like major character beats is because, and this isn't actually a fault of the writing per se. I just feel like most shows would have like the plot move like a big direction when the characters change. And I think Amphibia still has that because the more it's a, char- a character driven show. But mm-hmm. like, I feel like with season one, like with season two, when Anne grows as a person or not, well, yeah. When Anne grows as a person, the plot moves forward. If Marcy like, like, right. Cause if we do the temples, right. If Marcy learns a lesson, we get the the power to the gem, right. If Sasha learns something, you know, we get the gem or whatever, right. We, we're moving forward. Right. Like, and I feel like with season one to an extent, like, and will rose a person and develop and her, her relationship with the planters will develop and change and be better. But, like, it won't, it doesn't instantly lead to, like, plot movement. You know what I mean? Eventually it will. It's sort of, like, because season one is kind of, like, saving of all this development more and more. It's kind of putting it into a canon, right? And then eventually it's going to, like, shoot it out once we get to, like, the mid-season or, um, or the finale. And I think by seasons like two and three, it doesn't, there's still definitely a ton of setup and build up to these points. But like, it's a little different, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like season one is having the characters relationships grow and develop through time. And that's progressing. The characters are moving forward and progressing. But like, in terms of like movement directly in the major plot that will affect seasons like two and three, we have to like kind of wait a little bit if that makes sense. Even then as I'm saying this, I'm like, that's not 100% true, but I feel like I'm like 80% right. So like, yeah, I think that's it. I think you're going to okay. get a lot more of this stuff when you rewatch the show because you're like, oh shit, like this connects to that and this and like, this is where Anne learns this lesson. Amphibia is a show that just works when it's completed. Like, yes, yeah. it, it's,
2: it's uh-huh, a complete yeah. show. Yeah, no, yeah, that is such a yeah no i want to i want to respond to those two different those two things that, yeah you just said it because yeah i think like yeah yeah yeah, i think like you're you're exactly right with how this series just like unfolds itself because i think like yeah because i i noticed man i i noticed i noticed oh i won't lie, i won't lie ever since amphibia ended i'm like i'm lie. While, while amphibia was airing i don't think i was watching. A whole lot of different stuff. So I was like, I was very focused on amphibia, but like, as soon as it ended, I, I I was like, okay, I got a backlog of things I want to check out. And I ended up checking out like a ton of slice of life anime and manga, and I kind of realized I was like, yeah, damn, I feel like there's, I feel like there's, like what I've noticed, I feel like with cartoons, there's like cartoons that have tried to capture that sort of slice of life energy, than cartoons I have to that sort of rely more on comedy and I think like the more comedy based ones like they're just more focused on like hitting specific flop beats so they don't explore more unique aspects of their series that they could and I know I'm generalizing a lot but I think like I guess shit, I guess this point we bring it back to like the whole audience thing but like I, I don't know I think like I don't know I, I, I do think shit Actually, this whole point is gonna take us far away. So I'm actually I'm gonna that away. I am just gonna talk about um. Okay, well, okay, now forget what, what was that last part you said. What was that last part you said about video It was about
0: talk about how so like, like everything this. kind of builds up, like like once you get to those like midpoints. Oh, oh yeah,
2: complete show. Yeah, it's a complete. A, yeah, Okay, yeah, yeah, nah, nah. yeah, yeah. It's um, yeah. No, I think you're all so right, but I feel like so much of like. I feel like there's so many shows. I feel like just I feel like art in general. I feel like if you just don't get a sense of like what the creator is going for, you just aren't gonna enjoy it at all. And I feel like it's just so wild how how amphibia it definitely is. Like it feels like it's even more so with amphibia. Like if you just didn't have that whole picture in mind, you just aren't gonna feel comfortable at all with the choices that the show is making because you're you're expecting yeah. so many different things happening and like. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like, I feel like, yeah. I feel like, I guess a part of that just comes from like amphibia trying something different with the structure compared to like a lot of the shows. I guess like it's it just yeah. I think I think it was definitely new to an American audience. Definitely, just I, just was like oh god.
1: I was gonna say I think one of the things that makes amphibia unique compared to a lot of American cartoons is that it knows what it wants to be at this first season i think a lot of shows sometimes have this thing where like they they have a plan but they don't really have a plan if that makes sense like i I feel like a lot of times when i'm watching like cartoons mainly like american cartoons where i'm like the first season i'm like okay like the 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 carrot, like the 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 crew is trying to figure out who these characters are and what the story is actually about. And then season two and three and blah 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 and and onward is going to be where the story gets like more interesting. But weirdly enough, I wouldn't say that worked. That I've heard this statement said about Amphibia, but I don't agree with that because I think like with season one, it is establishing the major like dynamics of the show that's going to play huge parts into two and three it's a complete show it it season one matters just as much as two and three do you can't go like with amphibia oh like let's skip around (laughs) uh and go to season two like no this isn't like most cartoons most cartoons i argue you could actually do that you could watch a few episodes in season one then go to two and three because season one is where they're trying to figure out what the show's actually about or like what they actually want to do with the show and that's like no like No shame on on other cartoons that do that, by the way, because, like, that's a fun thing of the creative process is trying to, like, figure out your groove. You know what I mean? Like, what what makes these characters tick? What makes them work? That's, like, all shows have to, like, have to have that point. But I think Amphibia, you know, obviously it's still trying to figure itself out, but it knew what it wanted to be. It knew what the show was about, and then completed it by the end. So, like, I think... What's the word? I think it's just, like, Amphibia has, like, a different vibe... Compared to, like, I feel like most cartoons I know now today. Which is interesting because, like, Amphibia is more episodic. But, like, it's more, like, complete. You know what I mean? It feels like a whole piece. Like, you need every part of it to work. You know what I mean? With, with a lot of shows, again, trying to figure yourself out in the first season. Then the rest of the seasons are, like, godlike. They're great. And, like, again, yeah, heard heard that, that thing for Amphibia, too. But, like, I'm not sure I agree with that because of how much of Anne's arc, her mindset and how her entire like ideology as a character is based on this season alone and how we're going to expand on these things that like I think again like if you're going to, you know, if you skip season 1 you are so fucked. <laughs> <laughs> you are you are fucked like <laughs> but like yeah, it's Amphibia is very different compared to a lot of other American cartoons. It's definitely a whole piece. Once you get to beginning in there. So, yeah.
0: Thank you, Impact. And, like, you mentioned the part about, like, how, like, season one, it's not, like, like, the the progression isn't as, like, clear as it is in season two and three, but it's still there, and you kind of don't realize that until, like, like, Toe tacks and Reunion, and I don't, I don't want to talk too much about yeah. reunion because, like, I was kind of thinking, like, how much should I save? Like, I'm, gonna, I have, a, I have a couple of other thoughts for reunion about like that point, and I'll, I'll try and remember that. Um, but in regards to toe tax, and a little bit of prison break, it's like that's when you can kind of see like. Well, at least on a, not surface level, just like very they're very direct about the things that are being set in motion. With like the ending of like Toe Tax, and like Anne like standing up to like the toe like the the toads and them yeah. like talking about gr- like then at the very end of the episode they like they start talking about grime, and then we go we go to the next episode and it's like you get everything involving prison break and then at the end of that episode they say bog and the others are back from Toad tower with a new from from frog valley with news and it's like you kind of see everything kind of like shifting into motion
1: yeah everything's coming together
0: yeah and then like i only i think we we didn't talk about the end of episode one where they 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 show sasha
1: Oh yeah, like oh, yeah, I feel like yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah, Sasha's yeah. like her own like beast. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like uh, she's not, like yeah.
2: she's our whole thing. Oh, that's I always I'm like, oh, God, I always forget that she's there. <laughs> like I always, <laughs> I always I don't know how I forgot she's in the first episode, but I, I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's shit. But it was a big deal it, at the sushi. time. Yeah, uh,
0: because like all the all the promotional material, like y- you. The intro shows the shot of like all three of the girls when the box opens, but it's like all the marketing was kind of focused on Anne and and actually I think Impact, you probably had a more fresh, like you went into it, you went into a more fresh than probably myself or Nick did. Cause like, I think like yeah. Nick and I were kind of like, we were kind of like, Eyeing the show for a while before it aired, and I I don't know about I I think you did you were too Nick, um. Just like you okay. were aware of like the the promos and like the yeah like the yeah. The, the backstory of like you know uh, Matt Brawley was worked on Gravity Falls and now he's making a new show it's coming out in a year, and <laughs>
2: yeah. then it's like yeah,
1: oh, y'all have season one hype okay, <laughs> I'm, honestly.
2: Honestly, I feel like there wasn't that much hype. We were we were all just like hey, another,
1: another <laughs> like
2: it was it was similar to you and back, back. like like, you, like it's right. like oh,
0: okay, yeah. guy who worked on Gravity Falls making a new show and it's like at the time it was what 20, 2019 it was around a bit over 3 years after Gravity Falls ended and Star is yeah. wrapping up and so it's like there was a lot of eyes on this show like at least in the very beginning, just to see, like, what it was about. and
2: Yeah, and I even, you know, it was funny. I was, like, looking around. Like, I even saw, like, even Alex Hirsch, he, tw- he tweeted about the show, too. He was, like, he even tweeted about Amphibia, too. He was, like, oh, yo, y- y'all got to check this out. He worked in Gravity Falls. I was, like, hey. So it was, like, I feel like everyone was, like, all right, all right. They are like, oh, yo, yo, what is this? What is he, like, show on frogs? Like, <laughs> But then, like,
0: it yeah. <laughs> kind of, like.
2: Then it, dis- then it disappeared. It was, like, hey, it's. It was like the hype, it was like where's the hype it just went away it was like yeah, I swear like I'm not even trying to exaggerate it felt it like it felt like barely anyone was watching children during season one like <laughs> honestly the bo- God. the
0: bomb format did not oh, help yeah. like I'm yeah, trying to trying not, not to get help. too much into it but it's it's like it
2: did not yeah <sighs> like <laughs> I've yeah because I've talked about it here before but like yeah I' remember, I was, I was I would try to... It's crazy how plentiful it is now, but yeah, back in the you know, I'd try to find some fun... You know what I mean? I would try to find some funny clips of the show online. There is nothing. Like, there, nothing. <laughs> there is nothing. There is nothing. There is nothing. It was barren, but... Like, what were we even talking? I don't know how, Now I'm like, I feel like we've led away from what we were talking about. Oh, like, the <laughs>
0: completeness of, like... And how, like, the, the plot progression isn't as, like, in your face. Oh, yeah. But like, yeah, yeah,
2: no, yeah. Because I feel like it's.
0: I'm trying so hard not to talk about like reunion because I think that was like, I I don't want to get into it. But like, regarding,
2: I'm 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 gonna throw away reunion. i I'm, I'm 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 gonna. I feel like I can go into it because I think it's just like.
0: Oh, I just wanted to save that for not... like the the next recording.
2: Oh no 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 yeah, yeah, no yeah, no, yeah. No, no no I'm I'm not yeah I'm not gonna go into one B stuff or no, no, no. I'm just I'm just talking about like stuff in I'm not, I'm gonna talk about stuff in general I think it's just it's I don't know because I'm like when I try to think because shoot but because yeah yeah because I I do feel like part a lot of these takes just come from like not because I mean let's be honest because there's I mean I I know some you you've talked about it here where it's like. Listen, I'll, I'll just go into two-way real quick. It, it, it's very easy for people to get a sense of like, plot progression because the planters are literally traveling by a flag in every episode. I mean, you're just, yeah. you're like, you can't, tell the, you can't tell the plot's moving unless the can just
3: start,
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that a great thumb <laughs> quote. That, that was like a thumb quote. I don't that. That, know. Like, that so but, um, but, yeah, I don't know, man. It, it's like, it's, you feel like, Part of this show being advertised like this, quote, unquote, Rowdy Falls alumni show, I feel like, I guess, yeah, I, feel, I guess looking back, it definitely wasn't helpful because it, it just, it just isn't, it doesn't have the same vibe and it isn't structured the same way either. Like you just, cause I mean, it's always like, when I just hear this sort of like apathetic takes on the show, it, it it definitely does feel like, like, I mean, I, I don't mean specifically because of one, it definitely just feels like someone was like expecting something entirely different, right? Like we we talked about where they're just like, <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm not going to go do anything specific, but I'm like... <laughs> but y'all know what yeah. I mean. Don't
0: worry, Nick. Next recording, I'm going to bring in some sla- gravity Fall Slander. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I got you. I got you. I'll take the, the hit. I'll nah. gladly not, take nah,
2: it. I'm, I'm not trying to... Nah, I'm not, I'm not trying to slander. I, I love... I don't want to slander. It. No, it's, it's what I mean. Is just... I think it's just... I think it was... It's just... this is yeah this is really one of the most sliced life cartoons out there because it's just it really is trying to pull out the fun out of the mundanity of like these characters lives like it isn't just here to be this laugh out loud cartoon like it has jokes and this is a comedy but it's like you know what i mean it, it just has a different a, a different focus And I think, like, I'll also just say this, I think, like, eh, fine, yeah, if we're going to, Gravity Falls, I think, yeah, just the the overall lack of, like, this, you know, ongoing mystery plot, you know, that was, like, a very easy thing to hook onto and keep track of and just felt like it was actually building up and up and up. But I'm thinking, yeah, with amphibia, it's purely, like, no, like, can you feel invested in this slice of life series? Can you just feel, can you just... Feel invested in these characters, and like honestly, yeah, out of me, it's like perfectly fine if you can't. But it's like, I just think we need more unique stuff like that coming on American cartoons just 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 to challenge people. You know what I mean? Just to challenge what they want from a cartoon because it really a lot of times it really just felt like they were judging it in one way. And I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that that, that never that never sounded solid to me.
1: Yeah, I mean, oh man, like. No, I, 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 I nah, never mind. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna go on a whole thing about that, like, in the sense of, like, you know what, I'll save that for, like, I feel like I, I could talk about that more when we get to, like, I think that problem became a little bit, even more of a thing, I think it was a problem for season one, and I think it was also, it's weird, this, this whole problem has been a thing for, like, two thirds of the show <laughs> with like with one entry essentially like because season two is weird because it's the most traditional season of the show like where i'm not saying it's the most basic i'm just saying like like i feel oh, like i've got i've traditional... got thoughts about season two to be
0: as well yeah yeah, <laughs> no, like, yeah like without,
1: yeah, like, without going into it it's definitely most yeah. traditional most traditional way of moving the story forward because the characters are, like, moving the place. Yeah, the literally. Place. Like, even though, like, technically, like, I don't know. It's it's very obvious the characters are, like, moving forward in a direction. They always have a goal, which is weird because, like, season three also clearly has goals and an objective, and they're... Whatever, fuck it. I'm not, I'm not gonna try <laughs> to get into it, but... <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, nah, man. Yeah, mm. that's it. Yeah,
0: I think I'm. I'm kind of changing the topic, but I think one A is the funniest. Uh, I think the first half of season one has like the best jokes, the, the best comedy in the show. Really, I think so. Oh, I think I, I think it. I think three three A comes like close, or it's a runner up. But I think I think one A is like the funniest the show's been. And that's all, like, I still think Amphibia is, like, a funny show, like, the jokes are great, but, yeah. like, I just think, because season one, just because of, the, like, the situation, like, Anne's new, and, like, everyone's, like, getting used to one another, I think, like, that's just, they're more, like, like, they the, they, the roasts are, like, so <laughs> much, like, <laughs> grander, <laughs> like, like, okay, like, taking charge, like, just this whole suspicious thing, and all this, like Yo, a so year later, suspicious. once like Among Us, yeah, Among Us becomes popular, yeah, like that it. just ages yeah. like so well. And then, yeah. like, what else about here about this, like just oh, Ant Theft Auto or like Hop Up, I don't feel safe, like
1: oh, oh yes, That's Dating Season,
0: just classic. like the Love Doves and. Just the whole shipping thing with Sprig and Ivy, because so like, yeah, it, was so that, wow. it was so topical. It was so topical coming off of like <laughs> Starverse, <laughs> but <I'm> uh, <laughs> yeah, Contagion that that episode like COVID hit next year, so that I got like held. It's just was funny. what like, happened to that episode getting taken off air, but <laughs> that's
1: funny. Huh, yeah, I, I never thought about 1A being the funniest part. Now, now I gotta think, like, okay. And, like,
0: like, even with King, and not King Crazy, huh. I think Flood Tears, like, Hop-Up's like, oh, I can see just fine. And then he just, like, looks at Sprig for a second, like, wait, is that Sprig? Wait? <laughs> yeah. He's like, who's like, who am I talking to, Sprig? <laughs> <laughs> um... And then like the cave, about that, the though. cave joke, like, like Anne not wanting to go back to the cave, and
1: <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, I got I got I got to think about like which which part of the show is the funniest. It wasn't even in my mind. I was like, huh, because I think of Amphibia is like there are like every season is fucking hilarious. So I'm like I didn't I didn't I have to think about like which part is my favorite like in terms of like memorable jokes it's weird i i remember like i remember 3b being really funny but i was like i'm not sure if that's true now like I, I gotta think i'm gonna keep that in mind throughout the retrospectives
0: i mean maybe because like 1a didn't hit me like the emotions weren't as like it didn't hit me in the feels as much so i remember maybe i remember the comedy more which I don't, I don't deny, like, that could be a reason why, but like, oh, because like, the show was so like, carefully, carefree and slice of life, then you just get like, those like, those really dark, morbid jokes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like, like Wally was just like, was just scavenging the like the home of like, a broken family. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and then, like, Sprig getting casually engaged, like, <laughs> like, to Maddie. It's funny.
1: It's funny because, like, that that joke then plays, like, into a whole plot line and cursed. And it's it's kind of crazy because Amphibia's jokes are, like, I, I mentioned before how it gives characterization, but also, like, jokes are usually a way to, like, set up points. Like, Amphibia will make, like, a joke about something and then, like, to make you not think about it. And then like it'll bring that plot point back later. Kind of think of season one particularly, because I know there are moments like that. Like the thing I, I think about the most is like like Marcy at the gates, where like Anne's like, Marcy's like, hey, do you remember this game? And Anne's like, fuck no, I don't remember that. And then like that plays like a whole thing, beginning of the end. So like if his comedy is always like a way to not only give characterization, it's it's a whole huge part of the storytelling too. So I don't know, like. Now I gotta
0: think about more about the comedy. Like, which one's like favorite? Gotta keep that in my head. Yeah. I just realized we we kind of got into like we were about to start talking about Sasha, but then we didn't talk about her, which is like, which is
3: fine. <laughs> but, oh yeah.
2: But... <laughs> <dude>. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Sasha. She's she's she was cool. She was cool. Like, I, think. I think I think
0: I don't want to cool. turn into like a like a character analysis but it's just like like Toe Talks was already like the longest episode of like the longest like A like segment A, segment B segment of the show until the beginning of the end so then Prison Break was much shorter and then yeah. like and you know they still like gave her like made a very like big impression she made a very big impression on the, like on the audience <laughs> And just like, yeah, like she had like, 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 yeah, like I'm kind of like struggling to figure out what to say, but like, she kind of like had like a, like a presence once she showed up again, we actually got like formally introduced to to her character. But then like, best friends, when we just find out that the other girls are here, that was like a big shock. For whoever was watching at the time, so like, huh. so like, I, I guess a That's... room full, of, a room full of people, but <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, my God, <gosh>. I <laughs>
1: never, I, I never thought about that, like, because you guys are, were talking about prom material, how it's only Ann and Spray. I I can't, huh? I always like, I guess in a way, like I didn't, because I don't have time to like. To consider like oh are the other girls here like I don't know like I just knew you know what I mean like if that makes sense like I never had the time to be like wait are, are is Sasha and Marcy or the whatever those girls are like what are their names like the evil ones there we go like are they gonna <laughs> be there like I don't know oh like <laughs> but like like that's that's interesting
0: yeah for for best friends like Anne kind of like brings them up the end ho- like hoping they're okay and then like that's when like I was first thinking like wait like oh yeah like the other two like at the, even at the beginning of the episode like, Anne kind of like out about their friendship and like I didn't think about it too much at the time until like they show like the very end and it's like oh and then of course you yeah, get so like the is here. You, you get like the, the, va- the what's his name Valskaburn the, the YouTuber.
2: The oh, how do you oh, say Veliskabun?
0: it?
2: Velisca bun.
0: Velisca bun. he makes a video saying like, Oh, Vivia has, has a plot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I'm dying. Dude. I remember that at the time it's like, Oh yeah, it's true. There's a plot now. <laughs> like, cause yeah. I was, I thought differently yeah. about the show then, but,
2: yeah, we were all like, yeah, honestly, yeah, 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 we 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 were all on that, yeah, yeah. But no, it, yeah. it wasn't. It was I, very guess, hype, I guess like, we being hype
0: fat. moment, like,
2: yeah, like my god, that's <laughs> still like Beliska, but <laughs> just the eye, yeah, Jesus, man. Like he finishes that episode, he's like, guys, this baby actually has a plot. It's just my god, uh.
0: No, no, but this was episode one, though. So I think you were just gonna post a video about it.
2: Ah, uh, I see, I see. Yeah, it, it's it's it's. Yeah, I don't know. I I just <laughs> I wish I had something to say with Sasha, but I'm like, I'm like, she she was effective. She 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 did what she needed to do in one am, and I'll admit, like yeah, Prison Break it, she was It was a really solid introduction to her and Grime. I think like just like having her sort of feed off of that huge development for Anne, um, the Planters, in Warwood, right? I think it yeah, it just definitely made her instantly, like, iconic to all the Amphibia fans who are watching at the time. and Yeah, and any Amphibia fan hopping on afterwards, was just... <laughs> I'm about to make this terrible joke. We have a lot of Amphibia so... So, lot of the fans, it was like, we're waiting for soft stuff. <laughs> but they like, were like, they were pretty. Oh, I mean, like, I'm like, how it was a good thing? But yeah, a lot of lot of them were. A lot of them the were, the my God. But yeah. To be fair, they didn't have to wait it long
0: because was... of the, the bomb format. Like, it was like
2: oh, two weeks?
0: Yeah, yeah it two was week. like two weeks. Two weeks? Uh, yikes. yikes. Yeah, yeah because yeah, Tote Tax came season. out on like a Tuesday. Because oh, I remember, yeah, like. Yeah, it was like a. I remember yeah. watching it when it aired and it's like, okay, we had the rest of the week and then
2: Yeah, like a Tuesday morning. <laughs> Tuesday morning. <laughs> Tuesday morning. Normally a reunion was like a Thursday morning, I'm pretty sure. It was like a Thursday morning, nine AM. It was like I remember, it was like raining in my place. I was like watching my little brother. We were drinking some like cocoa. We were just, like watching a reunion at nine in the morning. Yeah, I wasn't <sighs> I wasn't
0: working that summer, so I was okay, I, yeah. I don't want to get too much into reunion, but yeah, it was just like <laughs> yeah, it was certainly uh,
2: yeah, we were chilling. <laughs> like, <this was> very, <laughs> like Jesus, like I don't know, man. Yeah, they just dropped you know, that on a
0: Tuesday. Like, <laughs> what
2: yeah, like just what happens? It's like I swear, like they give the primetime treatment to all these shows now. what it's like, well, I don't know what they're thinking. Oh, actually, no, we we can get into that very soon if you want to. About which actually. part? Uh, I, no, I there, mean, I was, I was gonna Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah I was go just gonna mention
1: because like we're gonna, because we're gonna we drift off to Sasha for a sec. Like, because I wasn't gonna say too much. I was like Sasha, because I feel like Sasha gets more interesting once we get to two. But like, season one is still great because it's giving her like, we know Anne has this really toxic viewpoint of herself and friendship, and then we meet this girl, and it's like, ah, oh, okay, like, it's all coming together. You know what I mean? I think. I think sometimes, like, not to critique fandom too much, but I do think sometimes, like, Sasha's influence on Anne is very important, right? It's a huge part of Anne's character. I do think sometimes, like, Sasha can be used as, like, not a scapegoat, but, like, what's the right word to put it? Like, as like like the reason for all of Anne's problems is Sasha. And it's like, eh, like Amphibia was always more complicated than that. But anyway, that yeah. might be more reunion talk. But like I feel like I feel like I really like Prison Break a lot because I love Sasha and Grimes dynamic. It's so fun. Like you have a Grime who's like this complete asshole who's trying to like lead this like this this group of toads and he has no clue what he's doing. He has no idea. He has no clue how to actually, like, motivate people or anything. Grime is trying to use, like, intimidation and violence in order to gain power. But that's not exactly working with the Toads. And then you have Sasha, who's, like, this dark, like, flip side of of Grime where, like, Sasha won't use physical violence, but she'll use emotional manipulation and getting to know who the people are and see their strengths. Which isn't necessarily, like, a bad thing. By the way, like, like it's funny the way the show portrays it because it's, like, they always have, like, this ominous music. And, and, and Sasha, all she's saying is, like, yo, like, if you're nice to people, they'll listen to you. Like, <laughs> that's, that's pretty <laughs> much what she says. Essentially, like, but I get why it has that because Sasha's motivations of doing it are, are bad, right? She's trying to find stripes in others in order to use them for her sh- for her own game, right? It's the whole idea, but like, but like Sasha's advice to Grime isn't bad, you know what I mean? Like, like be nice to people and they'll listen. Like, yeah, like, and it works. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I don't know. I really love their dynamic where they're kind of feeding off each other in this in this toxic way, and you see Grime like Grime is like, oh no, you are way too manipulative. To be by yourself. You are a threat. Like, <laughs> but, <laughs> but like again, like-, like Grime. Oh, dumb. No, you go,
0: you go. No, no, continue your point, continue your point.
1: Oh, I was gonna say, like, but then Grime's like, well, I can't really stop you, though, but, like, Grimes isn't necessarily, like, I guess you could say he is manipulating Sasha, but, like, Sasha knows this bullshit, you know what I mean? They know each other's bullshit, which is fun because, like, Sasha gets an equal, finally. She gets someone who's not lower than her, like Anne or Marcy. She has someone who, like, knows... Knows her strengths and knows her her bullshit and Grime yeah. and Sasha can notice it with Grime and it's it's so good. Prison Break is a banger. <laughs> yeah,
3: it's
1: a it's a great episode. It has a really good dynamic with Sasha and Grime. It's gonna be explored more in season two. So like, yeah, it's good shit.
0: But I like how in this season, not season, this episode, like, like you said, impact. It's like Grime recognizes Sasha's like skill. Like he's not letting her. Yeah. Like he's not letting her manipulate him, and he won't let like he won't let her manipulate him. Like (laughs) it's like they both (laughs) they they both know each other, like they both understand each other, and it's like they're like okay, we can't like we can't like go against each other, so it's better we just team up.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Uh, uh, because they influence each other, and like because it's interesting because they and Sasha. They influence each other in a good way and in a bad way. In the sense of like, Sasha Sasha gets an equal. She gets someone who knows her bullcrap and can call her out on it. And this plays a big thing because like, Grimes' relationship with Sasha is gonna like, we're gonna have a lot of those moments, right? Toad catcher, turning point, where Grimes is gonna be like, hey, you gotta get your shit together, girl. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, cause again, she knows, he- <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, yeah. He knows, he knows her bullshit. But like, I don't know. I, I find that interesting that Sasha gets a equal dynamic. So like, but again, like, Grime will also enforce her controlling habits and her want for power and scheming. But again, we'll still call her out when she's doing something that is not necessarily wrong, but like when something is up with her. I love that dynamic. It's, it's very like, unique. And I feel like sometimes as a fandom, like, we... I'm not sure if this is 100% true. So, like, take this with a grain of salt. But, like, I do feel like, to a certain point, Sasha and Grime is like simplified, but it's actually really complicated. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a complicated relationship. And I like that a lot that, like, season one establishes that really well of like their contrast between each other, but also they know each other. They're, they're part of like, they're two sides to the same coin. You know what I mean? It's great.
2: Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, again, it's just like another example of a relationship with amphibia. Like it just it starts so radically different from how it ends. Because yeah, I think like just, like a huge thing that just motivates this series is just like I don't know, just these core relationships. It's just yeah, these these characters, like they they just form these relationships out of like like what is yeah, out of convenience. And then they get something out of them more than they ever expected. Yeah, I think I think yeah, with Sasha and Grime, it was just like, yeah, just pure mutual respect for each other. I think they just yeah, I think, yeah they also just found each other like amusing in some way. Just like, yeah, I don't think they ever met one and they yeah, they never met anyone like the both of them. Like Grime never met like a crime <laughs> never met someone who was just so, who was just so into being a victim. Like, if I'm being I like am just so. You were like, "My God!" He was like, "My God!" And like, yeah. yeah. But I think of Grime. Like, yeah, I think of think, think of Grime. Like Grime was just. I think. Think yeah. Obviously, obviously, like, that Grime gave her a place to stay, and blah 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 blah. But God, yeah, Grime was just like, I don't know. He was just hilarious. I feel like he was just kind of amusing to her. Just like this old grump that she can like that th- this old grump that like that she can like sort of toy with. Like it was just. I don't know, man. It, yeah, it was just a really strong dynamic that just transformed into something more when they just, you know, when they were you know, both desperate and had like no one else. Like, it's just, I don't know. I think that's just like a really great spirit of the series. I, I was like, I'm not going to, I only made that connection just like right now, just that idea of like, see, I don't know, you have like Marcin, and Andreas and the Planters, just these like, you can say like these are like the three core relationships of this series and just, I don't know, man. Like, I think that's just wonderful. Just how they all go in. They don't know what the hell they're going to get out of it. And then it just transforms them for life. Like, it just, yeah. Wonderful.
0: And I think... Yeah. I think Sasha and Grime feel more like equals than Sprig and Anne do. Because, like... Yeah. Because even though Anne and Sprig kind of see each other as equals, like in in 1A, Anne kind of like drags Sprig into stuff at this point. So I don't think Anne and Sprig haven't reached the same kind of like equal footing that Sasha and Grime have at this point. And when they do, it's kind of not the same because like Anne is always going to be kind of like the older sister to Sprig. And yeah. then, like, Sprig is always going to be, like, the, the like, the, like, like, Sprig will see, always see Anne as like, the older sister, and Anne will always kind of see Spring as kind of, like, her, like, best friend, <laughs> like, at least during the show, it's just,
2: yeah. The bestest friend, in... and what, what, what was the, what was the direct quote? She said, like, he's my best friend in this world or any other, other right? Yeah. yeah. And
1: I think, like, I think I I feel like with... It's interesting, because, like, fandom content usually betrays... I'm I'm generalizing, by the way. Like, I don't think the whole fandom thinks this. But I did notice that, like, you had, like, (laughs) like, dad Grime and, like, daughter Sasha, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah. That was always really funny, because, like, I think... I think it makes sense for the dinner, but like, I always felt like, I was like, no, they definitely feel like Sasha and Grime are partners in crime. They're not like, yeah, I thought her like, that's yeah. like, that's, that's not the vibe I got in the dinner. Like, yeah, that I could get that. Cause Grime's like, Hey, like, don't act up during dinner. and <laughs> Sasha's like, okay, fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and then then she starts acting up, you know, <laughs> but like, <laughs> <so> <laughs> but like, yeah, I always got the vibe. Sasha and Grime, when they're first introduced. They are partners in crime, you know what i mean in in like the worst and best way possible, so yeah,
2: yeah, honestly, for me, I feel like I feel like for me, the closest I ever got like if her, if they ever went beyond just being partners in crime, I was just saw him as like her fun uncle, like that that's that's like the most familiar area I'll take it personally, but it's like, yeah, I don't know, I was yeah, I do find that art cute, but it's like. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like in series, it's like, yeah, it's not like you said, like partners or crime or just like a fun uncle who lets her do all the dangerous shit. Because I mean, like <laughs> he's just, he's not there to parent her. He's just there to have fun. Like after a certain point, he's just there for like the glory. He's just there for the glory.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, I think we can kind of wrap up our 1A retrospective with like a bit more toad tax talk. Like, I feel like we kind of like talked about Tox and like Anne, how Anne kind of evolved throughout this first half. Like, but the episode itself, it's like it, it is kind of like just like a test for her and the, like with the town, earning the town's respect and that going back to her own self-worth. Yeah. It's it's very it's very like clear cut.
1: I think like but I it's think very it's well earned like. Oh go ahead and back. Oh yeah, yeah yeah like actually you were gonna pretty much say what I was gonna say because I think like this again like all this stuff has been building up to tilt tax. And I like how like I guess I'm drifting a little bit from Anne but like I like how like this is our first, this is our first real characterization of the toads, right? Like, like we don't, where we get a really good idea of like how they work as being like tax collectors and enforcers of the status quo. And this is a big thing because like, again, like each of the, well, not even again, but like each of the species like represent the girls in like kind of different ways in the sense of like Anne's like and believes that she's like the bottom of the barrel in the relationship, right? She believes that she's like the lowest in the hierarchy, you know what I mean? And so that's like reflected through her being with the frogs, right? They're literally the bottom of society. But then like, as we get to know the frogs and get to know Anne, we realize, ah, hold on, wait a minute. They are a lot more capable than we think they are. And the Toads always underestimate them, right? Think of themselves as bigger than them, which, you know, Sasha's relationship with with Anne, like in the fact that like the toads are the keepers of the status quo. Sasha that's exactly Sasha's role, right? She uses power to stop Anne from like getting out of line, to stop her from like moving moving forward, if that makes sense. She keeps dragging her down, right? Stops her from progressing. And then like I won't go with Marcy in in the nudes, but there's there's something really cool with that too. But I think we'll get to that when we get to season two. But like I love that like once we know about Bog and like the Toads, we're also kind of learning a little bit more about Sasha, if that makes sense, in the sense of like her role in the friendship and how it's reflected through like this bigger scale conflict of all three of the species. And eventually once we get to season three, this dynamic is gonna be less explored with the species, but more like with Andrius in the core and that whole societal thing. And then, yeah, I don't know. I always really liked how the Toads are introduced here. It's quick, it's simple, but Bob gives us this good idea of what they're about, and we also get this idea of what Anne used to be before amphibia. But now her, she's listening to her heart a bit more, and realizing that, uh, like, is this really who I want to be? Do I want to follow these toads? These guys seem like kind of assholes, but I do want respect. But then ultimately, she chooses to follow her heart and trust herself. So, I don't know. Again, I really love how the toads are introduced here.
0: Yeah, you you summed up Toe Tax very well, Impact. Like, especially the stuff about like the introduction of the Toads. Like, I'll once we get into like season two, like I'll, I'll We'll we'll revisit that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I can't like, I can't think of much to talk about for like for Toe Tax. It hasn't been already said. It's just yeah, a really great episode. Yeah. And, Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, like, anything else I want to talk about, and is probably gonna go into like season into reunion stuff, which I want to save. So I think I think we can wrap up one a retrospective. I, I guess starting with impact. Any any final thoughts?
1: Um, I think ultimately one a like. Is like a really fun introduction to Anne and the Planters as, as characters in themselves. I really love what it does, how well it characterizes Anne in a way that like doesn't necessarily have to be like as direct, like with Sasha and Marcy. If that makes sense, like obviously best Franz is like clearly like ah okay, like we get her low self worth, but you're getting like more like ideas of what makes Anne tick or how like she thinks of herself. Throughout the season. I think one A, her relationship with the planters really giving you that idea of who who she was and who her influences were. You know what I mean? So like this is like a a essential part of Anne's arc and her relationship with the planters that like if you don't, you know, if you don't watch this part, well not if you don't watch this part, but like you need this part. This is like an essential key point in the show. It's gonna play a huge part once we get to like other seasons. So really love one A. I thought it was really
0: All right, thank you impact. Uh, Nick, any final thoughts on season one A?
2: Yeah, honestly, um pretty much any positive things said about the season I agree with. And like, yeah, I don't know it's, it's it's a really strong opener to the series that just yeah not not only like yeah narrative narratively really sets up everything, but just like what this show wants to focus on. It's just so nice to go back and just see how that was present since day one.
0: Alright, thank you, Nick. And, uh... Yeah, I think this 1A was something, like, I enjoyed. And then once I rewatched it, every time, like, we got more episodes later on, it's like... It got better over time. And... Just this introduction of, like, Anne, Of Anne and, like, Ann the planners, and just, like... Getting to see them, like, I know this has been said a lot, but just, like, seeing them in these, like, low-stakes, like, low-stakes settings makes it way more, like, I'm way more emotionally invested in them once, like, things get more intense. And even in these episodes, like, they're getting, like, chased and eaten and, like, attacked by, like, whatever, like, wildlife all around, but... And we we kinda of know like the monster of the week stuff, it's like they'll they'll get through it, but then later on once they leave the valley and that I like I'm already like invested in this, like in this in this team, in this family, and I, I think just them taking the time to like explore like Anne's dynamic with each and every one of them, and then especially them together like sells the like it kind of like becomes a lot more like valuable once we find out what happens to them at the end. So uh hundred percent agree. Yeah. I think that kind of covers our season one, a retrospective, and, and like impact mentioned like this, like I'm talking about it now. It's like, I agree that like we could have talked about it, the season, like as a whole, like like at at some point it, it would have been a lot easier just to talk about reunion or whatever but like and i kind of had to like force myself to like focus on this half and i don't think we'll have that issue with season 2 and 3 but it it does force us to kind of like consider how season 1 how much of a like complete package it was
1: um i i do think like what when I'm thinking about it now, I do think 1B feels like I think we talked about it a little bit, but like 1B does feel different though. Like and I I'll say my opinions on that, but like I do I do think when I think about it now, 1B is definitely not a different beast, but like I do feel like it it's a different level of quality than one A. Yeah. So yeah.
2: No, I'm joking. we'll get to I feel like
0: I feel like why is is like the most like I don't want to say innocent like I don't want to say innocent or simple like it's like the least complicated half season for me (laughs) that's fair Like I still love it. it just it feels like my thoughts on it feel a lot more like straightforward.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I got you. I got you uh...
0: But yeah, we we'll, 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 we'll... the next few recordings are gonna be a lot of fun, um, and like we mentioned earlier, like we had that Matt that article with Matt from the Gamer. Um, this was just talking about like, a year since the finale, Marcy's Journal, the future of, like, amphibia content. And I know, like, there's a lot going on in that article. I, I don't know how much time, like, how much time we can focus on all of it. Um, I'm sure once we go through, like, the rest of these retrospectives, like, some of the stuff here in the, in this article will kind of get brought up again. And I'll, I'll try my best to, like, kind of, like... Because I feel like we could talk about this article like for like minimum an hour, but <laughs> okay, like, kind of like talking about the ending and like I, I think the, the the part I want to focus on is uh there there is a portion about season one and. It was talking about how, like, I'm looking for the exact. I I don't want to, like, misinterpret this. Like. Okay, so. The series wasn't really. Like, any continuity that they were trying to get into this, into season one was kind of, like, had to be fought for. And, like,. Like Matt described it as like the se- the series was like prohibited from having continuity in its first season, and like Prison Break upset some like was upsetting some executives because like it didn't follow the same like slice of, slice of life pattern as the episodes before it, and even a little bit uh-huh. of serialized storytelling would result in like was kind of like looked down on, and was was told that it would cost them viewers and
1: that's just like that's that's funny looking at it now yeah (laughs) that is that is so that's such a strange mindset because I feel like the serialization is what made the show popular to begin with and it's weird because like huh? because you got to think about 2 and 3 too because like with 3 like it's it's interesting because you know, like, there's been like talks in the fandom, like, ah, like, did did Disney do something with the season? But whatever, blah blah blah. But like, it's interesting because season three is the most serialized part of the show. I, uh yeah I, yeah, I, I I, would, I, would I consider I'm, season I'm ready, three. Yeah, I, it has the most connectivity between events in the story. Like, you can't like in three A alone, you can't really change the order of an episode. It's really hard. You have to rewrite the episode full stop. Like, you can't, like, swap them around. I guess you could say Turning Point point in Olivia and Yunan, but, like, even, naturally, no, you can't do that either, because, no. like, because, yeah, like... I think only Mr. X and really Spider, Spring? Spider Spring,
0: not Spider uh, Sprig, Sprig's Sprig's Birthday and Mr. X, you could switch, switch that around. That's the only thing I could yeah. see. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Even then, like, Wait, aren't those like the in the same like half yeah. hour, Mister X? Yeah, you can. <laughs> <laughs> you really can't do it. Like, you, like you kind of can. Like, you can swap like two segments around, but like, but they're already connected, so like it doesn't really matter. So like it, yeah. Like it's it's so weird to think about how season three was able to to get away with so much serialization, but season one, the executive was like, ah, oh, hell no, gotta keep this episodic. That's it. But then Matt was like, "Shut up!" And then did seasons two and three.
2: <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah, you kind of have to wonder how he, yeah, you have to wonder how he how he managed to do it. I I, I guess it's like I guess it's because he built like a good like, relationship with them after season one, and like I, I guess it's I guess I guess that to be a. so yeah, I think it really is like a gradual thing with how serialized and maybe it gets like like it it's definitely definitely is a build up because so I think like, yeah honestly yeah just, just looking yeah just think about the series yeah definitely it's available and i think like Gath yeah, 3a was sort of like that D- dang it dang it we're supposed to be talking about season one huh? yeah <laughs> I'll, I'll like, like yeah, in three.
0: regards to season one it's what? like it's like they saved all of like the callbacks for season three <laughs> like oh, all, yeah, the, yeah. all the continuity yeah. for season three where it's like oh remember all the stuff from season one
3: yeah
0: here you go yeah, yeah. like yeah. That's
3: crazy like, were they to think
2: of were thing. they just not allowed to like re- I mean, I guess they they did they did reference some things in past episodes, but it's like dang, just, just like finger wagging saying this would be bad for our viewership, show, but it's like are we talking about uh, just like kids? Like who are we talking about? Like who's who, who yeah are we like,
1: I I I think Disney was like, ah, we need episodic shows or else. I don't know why, but uh, you know, they, they want, I guess. And I feel like it's weird because I feel like season one has like solid continuity too, just like in a different way from the other seasons. Yeah. I feel like even like 1A, I feel like 1B even has this like a little more than even 1A. I got to think about that. I got to, yeah. But like, I don't know. There's still like solid continuity going on. Maybe like the executives were like dumb and they didn't notice it. <laughs> <laughs> Some parts like, <laughs> I don't know. Cause that's so weird i i'm wondering what the relationship was with like like (laughs) like of the executives from like two and three i'm I'm, now i'm like really curious i want to know the whole thing like yeah the whole story Mm -hmm. but i don't know that's interesting it's very interesting
0: And, like, does this, it's, like, being, like, a a proud, like, season one defender, it's, like, how do I feel about this?
2: Yeah. yeah but it feels like, damn it, it feels like some people have ammo. Now. Now, now some people are, like, okay, well, this explains this. Now it feels like the haters got ammo. It's, like, it's like shut, shut up. Shut up. No, you don't. I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I. I, I won't lie. I, I. don't. I don't know. Like, I don't. I don't know how this shakes things up. Like, it's like because I feel like it was never that big of a problem. Like, it never.
1: Yeah. Like. Like I it, don't think. Like, oh, you go, Nick.
2: No, I was just gonna say. Like, I feel like yeah, these things are still built up well. Like, like a lot of it's yeah. just I don't know. The character arcs worked. Um like building up grime and sashas like this external conflict it it worked too so it's like
1: yeah like i didn't i didn't feel like like I'm gonna like i don't know like <laughs> what's the word like i don't feel like matt was like he was probably limited yes but like i don't get the vibe that like the show missed like major plot threads and stuff like that i don't I don't get that vibe like <laughs> like if that makes sense like I don't feel like we like a whole plot line was removed of the show because of executives if that makes sense yeah. you know what I mean like I, I don't get that vibe I feel like maybe some stuff was but I don't think like, Aunt, like Matt was like hmm, we're gonna have more Sasha episodes and then executives were like no like you can't have continuity girl. like I don't get that vibe <laughs> you know what i mean i i see it as more like these executives probably were more like all right we're gonna make amphibia an episodic show and matt was like okay i guess And season two was like uh but can we like get a little bit more continuity executives were like okay fine i guess and season three was like then they just like go whole hog <laughs> it like kind of went to super serialized by that point so i don't know like I don't feel like we lost a lot. I don't think we're giving ammo to the haters. Like, I will be honest. Like, I don't feel like a lot of, like, what's the word? Like, there's a lot of ammo for Amphibia outside of, like, nah, there's not really a lot. Like, <laughs> to be frank. Like, I guess there is, but it's, like, it's shit ammo, you know? But anyway, whatever. <laughs> <sort> of... <laughs> <Nah. laughs> that was mean, that was mean, that was mean. Like, I mean more, like, I mean more, like, <laughs> I mean more like... Because I don't know. So think you, when you when you say sh- like it's not a ton of ammo, when
0: you say shit ammo, do you mean the kind of the kind of ammo that Sprig used on Sasha Reunion?
1: Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah.
3: <God. laughs> nah, it's, not, but, it's,
1: it's ammo, but it's not like great ammo. You
2: know what I mean? Like it's yeah. <laughs> no, but like, I, like I, I I don't know.
1: Nick,
2: you can go. Yeah, I was just gonna say like no. I, yeah, it's like really great on like um yeah and yeah but I well like, yeah the quote just felt so surprising because it never felt like amphibia was missing anything huge. Or like it never felt like, yeah because I don't know because it felt like Matt he's just he so he talked about the story so confidently that I was like, mm, that I felt like a lot of the decisions he wanted to make this with the series was there, a lot of like the the plans he had for it were were there, so it was like I don't know, to find this out about season one, I was like, really. Because even yeah. if soft, yeah. It's not, it's not like the man was, like, trying to make more sauce episodes. No, like, he... I do In a season three article, he laughed about how he'll give her an episode and then make her disappear for, like, the rest yeah. of the season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he laughed about that. He laughed about that. So, it's, like, I don't know. Like, I, I you have to wonder, like, I guess what, what kind of... Oh, so, yeah, he even talked about in season one, like, it was just about, yeah, getting the audience, you know, to know these characters, to be invested in them. Like, he was... Fine with keeping the sit with keeping the setting in like Watwood and just exploring as a location. Like it, it's, I don't know. You just have to wonder, like how, I don't know how much this, more serialization would change or anything. Like I, I don't know.
1: I don't know either. He he did
0: mention his like, he's always mentioned in a lot a lot of interviews how it's like the the three act structure, which he didn't want described as seasons because it's probably like. I know especially around season three, it's like he was careful about seeing three-season structure. He was saying like three-part, because I feel like that's part of like, he can't tell people Amphibia's ending until a certain point. But like, it feels like he always had like his three-season plan, and he was just making sure like, I think he did mention he had like a broad idea about each, about certain stuff. And it's like him kind of like making sure like, he does everything he can to get that aspect of his, like, three art, his three-part story, like, told. And then, like, maybe he wanted to do more continuity stuff. More, like, I, I don't know. Like, it's just like season one, he knew, like, the general idea of what he wanted, and it's like, he was willing to kind of like play he was willing to like satisfy like executives who kind of like wanted this certain thing out of Amphibia season 1 because he knew like as
1: long as he, was he got like to play Disney's game
0: yeah he he had to like he was like he had to i don't want to say play the game it's just like it's like Probably in his position, he kind of, like, want to prioritize, like, the main, like, meat of season one. And, like, as long as he had that, he could kind of, like, sneak whatever else he wanted in. Yeah. And, like, that's kind of, like, I I guess as, as, like, a storyteller, you kind of have to, like, make those, like, those calls, like... Like you have to pick those battles, I guess.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Also, like uh I just want to clarify my point about like the shit ammo thing. <laughs> where is that? No, I don't I don't mean like that there aren't legit criticisms for amphibia, by the way. Like, oh. I'm not I'm not saying that. I was just yeah. saying like I was just saying that like I don't feel like it's like it's a lot of good ammo, like because oh like okay, executives were part of the show like yeah that's like every show ever like you know like <laughs> you know what i mean like i i still think there are legit criticisms of the show it's just that like i feel like that kind of ammo for season one isn't like that strong there we go
0: okay and when i was talking about like sprigs shit ammo
1: um <laughs> we, we, impact were <laughs> there for
0: the reunion recording
1: yeah, it was. It was the whole crowded thing. It was like, what many people we had for a reunion? It was oh like... yeah,
0: okay yeah, yeah I, I remember Spring through that mud ball at Sasha was like...
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, where did you get that from? <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting I mean, you know I'm getting off topic.
0: Yeah, like um The criticisms of season one, it's like it kind of like especially one A, it's like 3a th- like 3a and 1a kind of like hold each other up and like I feel like one without the other would feel kind of like wouldn't be as satisfying in in, in retrospect
1: <laughs> I mean like they're they're connected together like, like yeah like,
0: like like 3a wouldn't have been as strong without 1a and 1A wouldn't have been looked back as fondly on. Like, we wouldn't look back
2: Yeah. Like, oh, oh, uh, the Cousin Stanley scene, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: like, actually, I think 1A could still hold up without 3A. It's just that, with 3A it makes, like, the, the small things in, in 1A more, like...
1: Substantial.
0: More natural, like natural and like more like satisfying, like like lily pad Thai. It's like oh, we find out Ann's parents had like a rest, like a Thai restaurant, Mm. and then looking back at that, it's like oh, like you can when when you see what Ann's parents are like, you can kind of see why Ann got so offended when Duckweed like, like kind of trash talked (laughs) them. Yeah. And like. I guess the main exciting thing is that we're getting we we might get more amphibia books. Like Matt yeah, like, uh, I feel like if Matt said like Matt said he can't officially confirm, but the fact he's saying it kind of makes you feel like yeah. it's confirmed.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: It's, coming. yeah. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. We don't it's we
1: coming. don't know exactly what it is. I mean, personally, you know, I'm hoping for like more ancient utopia shit, man. I want to see more core stuff. I want to see more barrel. I don't know if I want to see more Leaf. I mean, she's going to be, like, farming for, like, her whole life. Yeah. I don't
0: know. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I, mean, well, I
1: mean, hold on. We can have her time on Maybe that'd be I mean, cool.
0: okay, and keep Andrew's in mind, like, Leaf is, like, a founding member of Wartwood.
1: That's true. Yeah. Oh, there
3: shit, that's the point. Yeah. Like, she's that's not the town point. founder,
0: but, like, she's, like, one of the first few people that, like, settled there. So it's, like, you could...
1: You could do a lot of stuff yeah. with that. Yeah, it's a good point. And I think you would even have, like... Because remember, like, Leaf kind of shows up to Amphibia, like... We don't know exactly when, but, like, she shows up in hiding, right? So it's, like... in Utopia is, like, falling apart. It's getting, like, all fucked up. So, like, it'd be interesting to see, like, not only Leaf, like... The state of the world. Being... Yeah, the state of the world and Leaf, like, making... Not making Warwood, but, like, being one of the lead, leading founders of that place in the first place, so... Actually, oh, shit, actually this sounds interesting. <laughs> Never mind. Okay. Let's actually, go.
0: Sounds really and the fact that he said, like, like, he's describing, like, plural books. Like, more books are coming, and they're really exciting. It's like... There's more than one coming, like.
1: Yeah, like that's. Like he doesn't I don't know describe what exactly it. What he means,
0: but. He doesn't describe it as like a single project. It's like. Multiple things. Yeah, multiple books. Like I hope it's not what like would
1: you guys like. Oh, sorry.
0: No, no. Go ahead and back. Sorry. <laughs>
1: Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna ask, What do you guys want to see out of them? I'm, I'm curious. Like,
2: I'm definitely like a big art book supporter. Oh, yeah, sure. Are you talking about like, um, like
1: is it, like anything? Like, I know like oh. art book is like e- the easy one, but like, do you guys yeah. like have any like stories specifically you guys would want to see? Like the um, like...
2: honestly, I won't, I won't, I won't lie, I won't lie. I, won't lie. I do. I, I'm like, I'm kind of chilling, but. we chill them let me
0: think
2: I think maybe
0: I want to see future stuff with the planners or past stuff like like and the King era stuff yeah I feel like if we did get a story of just like and the Planters chilling like that'd be fun but like we've already gotten so much of that like yeah. It, it, would be, it would be kind of safe, which I don't mind, because I just more and the planter shenanigans, it's like okay, they they're still like there's still more but I kind, of, kind of would just be like
2: That would cause a riot, like a phantom riot if that happened. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um,
2: yeah. Like, it'd be kind of yeah. safe no, it'd be
0: kind like... of safe if we just got a bunch of like and the planter stuff, like, because like I would still enjoy it. But, like, getting something, like, with Leaf, Like, getting something... Pre, like, pre-series and post-series would, like, would be feel a lot more, like, interesting. And then, like, an art book would kind of just be a lot more, um... Would be kind of great on the fandom side. Of just, like, people kind of, yes. like, going wild with, the, like, whatever, like, cut designs there were. But I feel like it'd mostly revolve around, like, and Marcy and Sasha, like whatever other designs that came up. with.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I think like it's interesting because like I am I'm not really. so the word like? What was I gonna say? Oh, here we go. So like I think like with I know Matt has kind of discussed int not interest but like had the idea not the idea but I think he talked about it like in a book signing where like. Like they could, he could go into it into like a comic about like the core and its creation and like why did it want Marcy as a host specifically? Because like yeah, the show tells us, but like what is its motivation of like wanting eternal life and blah 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 all that jazz, which I feel like is in the show, but it's not like it's not going to full detail as much as like Andreas. Because Andreas gets a whole backstory episode, and then like the core is just adding to Andreas's narrative. You know what I mean? So like, it'd be interesting to get something on like the chorus creation or like something like that. So, but like, it's it's weird. I don't really want anything out of the girls. <laughs> like to be honest, like I'm not. Yeah, neither do I. I don't. Yeah, like it's it's weird because like the girls are like my fa- my favorite part of the show. But like I'm like I don't really like <laughs> I don't really need anything out of them because like they're, they're living regular lives. You know what I mean? And like that probably isn't as well hold on now their, their dynamic is interesting enough to be explored it's just that like I feel like fandom already help holds that down for me you know what I mean like yeah. I don't need more details on it yeah the, the thing yeah, i'm interested we're about uh, like the thing... uh,
0: okay thank you like the thing I'm interested about like something involving like the core just like How would you write a story about, like, the core that would, like, give its, like, backstory justice? But without, like, doing, like, giving, making a story so, like, horrific that it's kind of, like, outside of the show's tone? Which... Oh,
1: (laughs) Oh, I know what you mean. Because, like, Mm. the core... I feel like, uh, to be fair, like Olivia and you and Andy yeah, that's what is, that's what I was
0: gonna say. Like they they've done it before. Crazy. Like,
1: I... yeah, because that episode is, is fucking crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, I feel like you could do it, but like, because I guess we're gonna have to get to the point where we are we're talking about the newts finding using, um, other like aliens and species and experimenting on them to find ways to to find immortality. And that's... Because in, in the show, it's a lot of subtext, if that makes... Well, not really. But, like, well, well kind of. Like, we see the aftermath of these things. Like, the Mossman's healing, like, pod thing, right? Yeah. Or, like, the shadowfish were used for technology of the core, right? But we don't see, like, how specifically the core does that. <laughs> you know, so it's like, and we, like, the only time we get to see that process is, well, the possession, you know what I mean? And that's, like, some crazy shit. (laughs) So, like, I don't know, it's a good question. I think maybe, like, you'd have to kind of get into the mindset of the core and less about the process of it, you know what I mean? Like, hint at, like, you hint at the core or the newts, like, performing experiments and things like that. But we're kind of getting, like, the ideology of the core a bit more. We're getting the idea of, like, all, like, the stuff that was kind of in the show, but it was more shown than told, which is, like, usually in in storytelling, that's, like, the point, but more, like, I think sometimes, like, in the show, like, there isn't a way to connect those dots sometimes with, like, the fact that the core only has medical technology in the basement, the fact that it has, like, all those illusions around, what does that mean, you know, like. You can kind of, like, assume that the core is trying to find ways to maintain life in some other fashion, but, like, it's not directly told to you. So I think it may be in a way of, like, kind of just getting the core's mindset and then kind of getting, like, the aftermath of those events could work better, if that makes sense. Like, hopefully I'm not rambling. No, I
0: get it. And, like, in book form, you can kind of do... I think you can kind of get away with more kind of, like, disturbing, <laughs> like, descript, oh, like, yeah. you can, like, because the details you have to provide, and and even just, like, if this were, like, to be, like, a graphic novel or something, it's, like, you remember, like, the After the Rain, like, still images about what happened to Sprig and, and, Spring and Polly's parents. It's, like,
2: oh
0: imagine something like that for, like, the core, like, for the core.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then, and yeah
0: and then and then even something like like if it was like a novel like you would have to like go into
1: detail it's like hmm <laughs> ooh, yeah oh i never thought about it that way that the core's backstory would be like like too graphic for the show <laughs> i i guess because like again the core is like the most violent character in the show at least yeah yeah i think that's a fair thing, yeah because like so you get Olivia and Yunette, but then you get all in, and we're like Grimes are Sasha and Grime are like, Yeah, they are getting the shit kicked out of them in that fight, you know. Like, that it's huh. I, hmm. I again, I, I didn't think about the core as like too violent for the show, <laughs> like to go into detail about. Ugh. Oh, that's a good point,
0: but uh. I guess, Nick, did you have any other thoughts on, like, the book stuff, like, before we wrap up?
2: Honestly, I mean, I, I'm just, I have no clue what a book can look like for this series, because it just feels like, yeah, I don't know, it feels like, like, I agree, like, I feel like the girls, they're just, it's like, they're chilling, man, <laughs> they're chilling, they're fine, um, I guess it's just, I guess, I don't know. I'm not trying to be like that guy who's like we're just like a source of conflict, but it's just it just feels like what could a graphic now I I think I feel like I'm gonna have to go for your guys' ideas. Just like giving us something. I don't know, maybe just giving us more history on the specific things, like the core. Like yeah, it could it could be it could be pretty cool to get like a whole history thing on like I, I know there's like quote unquote lore books for like other stuff. Yeah, it, it could be cool getting explanations on the temples, the box, the core, like that, yeah, that that could be cool, like call it the history of amphibia just like a sort of like oh actually shit now that it's not i don't know that actually now now i'm like oh actually shit i don't know imagine that makes imagine that makes it all the way to Anne or something i don't know like just like a like a like just this lore book that like has a chronological history of like amphibia like the whole world and like yeah like, But i just i don't know i was what i what i like I was my mind always drifts back to that one, um, that one promo Matt made where it's like, what he said, like every story has its beginning and end, you know what I mean? And it was like showing, it was like, um, splicing Andreas and Anne's scenes together. And it was just like, just this idea that Anne's like this final chapter to this, to this conflict that's rage for like thousands of years like i always i always i love that i just love that idea of like that a protagonist that they're at the center of something like that and like have and be at the center of something like that this whole time like I, I don't know that would be awesome honestly just to like give us this lore book that just places her on the same level of importance as like everything else going on so i don't know i think that could be a cool idea that's all i got
0: Alright, thank you, Nick. And I think this is a good time to kind of like wrap up tonight's recording. Um, th- thank you guys so much for coming on and I guess next time we'll be covering second half of Season 1, 1B, and I think this is kind of where we'll start like <laughs> start popping off. <laughs> 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 yeah it's, it's gonna be fun we can kinda like go more into like rest of the rest of the season but until then thanks for listening and us. see you guys next time say goodnight everyone peace everybody see ya see ya